Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast. This is Pastor Ray Brandon bringing daily encouragement to the church. We are in the Gospel Project, Unit 22, Session 2, Daily Study 2, reading from 1st, I'm sorry, not 1st John, but John chapter 5, verses 8 through 15. And we're going to continue looking at biblical theology, one of our principles of Bible study. But before we actually jump into that, um, I want to encourage you, we are thinking about vacation this time of year, and um, many of you take off and you go on vacation, as you should. You ought to enjoy the beautiful weather that is here and ahead of us. And we just get the itch this time of year um, to to be away, to be by the lake, to be up north north and all of those different kinds of things. And I want to encourage you as you make your summer plans and vacation to be away that it is not a vacation from church, and especially if you have a family um, that you have children, that you're teaching them something as you put into those vacation plans to be physically somewhere um, on Sunday morning at church. Now, I know that um, you know COVID is still an issue. It's, it's more of an issue for some. And if you've been worshiping remote and continue to do that, even if you get away, and sometimes being up north in a cabin away is a, is a great thing. But if you can be in person, be in person. If you can't, you're still maintaining that, that same routine of turning on uh, the live stream on YouTube of, of Northbridge and and watching that or going to to your local church that is so important grace and i are on a renewal sabbatical right now we're right in the middle of that and you can ask us when we return uh, where we went to church um that's an important part of um our time away is spending it still with other believers worshiping god together um so we should never take a vacation from that that should be consistent um with the exception with few exceptions that we are in church on Sunday, 52 Sundays out of the year. That's so important to our growth in the health of our our family. And we at Northbridge, we really want to continue to see faith grow in our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren. We really believe that we're planting seeds that trees will grow up and we will never enjoy the shade of those trees. And we're okay with that. We're investing in the future. And one of the things that we believe the Bible teaches is that the home is the seminary of the church. It's where we strengthen the church. We do that through our homes. And, uh, and that's why Bible study is so important and that you have a grasp on biblical theology, that you can think through the entire Bible and that you begin to relate one portion with the other in see how they um, intricately fit together. This is an amazing, amazing book. So there's three parts to the definition of this biblical theology. One is that the Bible is one story. It's a library of 66 books written by 40 authors over a period of 1,400 years. But each book serves a unique purpose so that it adds to the cohesive and progressive story. What is the grand theme of that story? We find it in the final resolution. God will dwell with man. He will be their God and they will be his people. We see this in Revelation chapter 21 verses 1 through 3. And if we go all the way back to Genesis 1, we read through the rest of the Bible, we will see that this is the goal all along. Um, Second, we find the focus and fulfillment in Jesus, that every part of the story reveals God's work 
to bring about the grand theme through his son Jesus. This grand theme of God dwelling with man, being the the God of humanity, and in all humanity being God's people. We see this revealed in Jesus Christ, his one and only son. And third, the true to the nature of scripture and God's purpose in it. This is the way of reading the Bible is, is true to its nature. We, the way we put it together and, and to God's purpose and intention in it. This is the way we read. This is the way Jesus read and taught the Bible. We see this in, in Luke chapter 24 and, and um, in John chapter 5 um, verses 39 and 40, that Jesus read his Bible this way. And we're in John chapter 5, so you can read how Jesus is reading his Bible this week. This is the way the disciples came to read and teach the Bible. So when you read through Acts and you read through the preaching in Acts, you will see that this is the way that um, all the Gospels begin. This is the way that the the apostles preached, they saw this as one story, one intricate story. So there's four questions that we can ask when doing biblical theology. The questions are this. When you're reading this week, John chapter 5, and you see this man who is by the pool of Bethsaida, you say, what is this story about? What is this story about? How does what what is this the main theme? What's the main idea of this particular story? What's it about? What is the story so far? What is the story so far? So, in other words, where in the biblical story is John chapter five? You know, it's in the gospel. So, when you think of that cross and that crown on that arch, it is very close to the cross and crown where you have John chapter five. Where is this in the story so far? What do we learn about how God does things? When you look at Jesus in the healing of this man, what does it tell you about how God? does things, and have you seen God do this in the same way or in different ways in other places? What do you learn here about how God does things in particular? Um, Fourth, what do you learn about how God does things through Jesus? That's important. How do you, what do you learn about how God does things? But what do you learn about how God does things through Jesus? So the four questions um, have a distinctive nature of each testament. So the Old Testament has many themes, and we're introduced to many themes in the story. They're like strands of a rope. They come together and reveal God's work in Jesus. So there's many themes. There's progression. God works through time in the development of Israel's story to lead us to Christ. Third, there's expectation. It's an increasing um, expectation as we see failure and judgment and sorrow. But God, throughout the Old Testament, gives hope. There's also an incompleteness that we see in the Old Testament. The story's unfinished. It, we look for resolution. All of the books point towards there's going to be a resolution. At the close of the Old Testament, uh, a very thoughtful reader will exclaim, certainly there has to be more. And so a good place to begin is ask, what difference will Jesus' coming make? when you read Old Testament scripture. In the New Testament, we we know that we're beyond that cross and crown in the ark. 
um, uh, you know, that that the McDonald's arch uh, or the arc there that um, we're on the downside of that past that crossing crown fulfillment. Jesus has come. And so history has taken an extraordinary turn of events. And um, our look from the expectation of a redeemer to now we know who he is and explanation of who Jesus is. The, the New Testament reveals how Jesus has fulfilled and will fulfill all the promises of God. And so there are some promises that are not yet fulfilled, but Jesus will fulfill them. And so we're living in this time of already in fulfillment, but not yet in complete fulfillment. Though fulfillment has come in Jesus, the full reality awaits for his return. And so we must carefully think through how Jesus fulfills God's promises through incarnation, death, resurrection, ascension, reign and return into glory. And a good place to begin is ask, what difference has the coming of Jesus made? What difference did the coming of Jesus made? So this is important for several reasons. One, it helps us see the text and the melodic line in light of the whole Bible. And it is the way that Jesus and the disciples understood their Bible. This is a certain way of reading the Bible as one connected unit. It helps us to proclaim the glories of Christ and the focus and fulfillment of Scripture. And then finally, it ensures that we serve as students of the Word of God, as followers of Jesus Christ, as passionate followers of Jesus Christ, as ministers of the new covenant in Jesus' blood in a grace-oriented way. We see that God gives grace through and through and through and through Scripture. And so um, we are called as well to be ministers of that grace. Oh, we're so thankful that God is so patient that He unfolds His story over time and He is patient with us. He's patient with you and His grace is abundant towards you. And so even as we become students of the Bible, our lives are transformed and we become patient with people. We become patient in dark times, in difficult times. We become people that are hopeful in Jesus. He's the answer. And that's why we worship every Sunday. Um, that's why we are disciplined in the study of the Word of God, because we know of the overwhelming love that God Himself has for us. Um, know this, I, I've recorded this early, but I do miss you, church, and God bless you. We hope to return soon and to see you. Our hope is in Jesus.